Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your boy, Slizzy. And I got my guy, Mr. Mitchell, in the building for episode 60 of the State of the New York Knicks podcast. What's up, my guy, Mr. Mitchell? How you doing, brother? Yeah, not too bad, bro. After a long work week, just looking forward to the weekend and tuning into the game on the weekend. Should be good, hopefully. Uh, it should be good. <laughs> um, uh, episode sixty. I'm. I don't. I, I don't even want to really get into the game last night. I mean, last night, the other night, um, against the Detroit Pistons because obviously we lost. Obviously, Tony Snell was nine for nine. Oh my goodness, he was nine for nine. He um, got made to look like Scotty Pippen, bro. Oh my goodness, bro! It was just so disgusting. The transition defense, this. The, oh my God, Mitchell Robinson get better. But this goes right into this goes right into the subject what we was going to talk about today. Um, we're gonna talk. We we're gonna call this segment "Blame Pie." <laughs> And <laughs> in this segment of of blame pie, I think I think I'm gonna ask you before I really go with this. I split it up into three categories, and the three categories I got was management, David Fisdale, the players. Now, I want to know: Did I get the three categories right before we actually get into the blame pie segment, or should it be four categories, or should it be five? No, no, no. That that sounds about right. Only because um, I mean, the, the fourth would be looking at ownership, but I don't think there's really anything going on at the moment with ownership. Um, I wait, mean, I know, wait, I know. That... Wait, I'm gonna have to stop you there. I think, I think, I. I... The, the story today that came out where an investor, an investor, is urging Dolan mm. to sell, and the company is now splitting. So yes, the entertainment yes. side and the sports side is splitting. I'm very intrigued by that. So that means if the investor is urging him to sell, and we've been losing for two straight decades, and the team is supposedly valued at 7.3 billion. Whew. I, I I think I think he might you, sell, bro. You, I, I think he might sell if I was going to say do you if, think he'd I have think to, to be like he year. said in the past he, he's, he's mentioned this in the past about selling um he'd have to be completely blown away with an offer. Um and we all know that the Knicks are are the highest valued franchise in the whole NBA. Um, I'm intrigued myself too because I'm wondering now this could go one of two ways. Will he sell? Will he get blown away by an offer? Or is he going to do what his dad did and hold on to both teams until he's basically kicking the bucket and then hand it on to his kids? I, I mean, I mean, hey, I think somebody will buy the Knicks. I think I think somebody will buy the Knicks. That person, it remains to be seen. But I mean, that was the story on it. I guess you know. I guess we had to mention it. But <laughs> let's get into the good part. I, I need to get into the good part. Blame pop. Um, I want to start off with management first. Now, 
I want I, I, I want to go first because I'm curious <laughs> to see what's your percent on management. But um, for me, I think I'm going to go fifty percent. I'm going to go fifty percent blame pie. They get half of the blame pie. I gotta say, a part of it is because of. Well, let's bring this to light. We did whiff out on the top free agents. We did not get no top free agents, so we had to settle for plan C. And plan C is not working currently because Bobby Porters cannot play a hint of defense. He cannot stay in front of a ghost if it smacked him. Um, Ellington cannot hit a three-point shot for his life. And he plays spotty defense. He's, he's just been god-awful. Um, Julius Randle is shooting less than 6% from the three-point line, and he is averaging four-plus turnovers per game. And his negative net rating with Marcus Morris on the court is a god-awful 119 points. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, and a part, and, and another reason why I got to blame management for this is because if you're gonna if you're gonna sign guys, bro, I don't I don't want I don't want a Bobby Portis now. Now that I think about it, you give Vince Carter twenty million, you give one of these dudes twenty million, who's not gonna want to really play, who don't want playing time that much, who's not gonna be a mess in the locker room, who's gonna come in and be a professional, and I think just now you could have just allocated that money to. Besides Julius Randle and Taj Gibson, to just that's who could just stay on the bench and we can give those minutes to the young guys, aka Trey and Dotson, because I, I, I'm annoyed when I'm watching, bro. I'm very displeased with Bobby Porter's defense. He does not jump off the floor, he does he, he's so flat footed. He's, yo, in my eyes, bro, he's yeah. worse than Canada. And and that is bad. Like, my eyes bleed when he's in the game. And it is got so bad that even Fisdale realizes it. And tomorrow, he doesn't even, well, today, he doesn't even know who yeah. his starting five is going to be. He said it might be Julius Randle. So, the free agency pick, the free agency thing yeah. was a disaster. Let's be honest. But we... Did what we could. Um, yeah, yeah. It is. It is just turned out god awful. It's making people say fire Fizz when I feel like it should not be no heat on Fizz for this god awful roster they gave him. So yeah. I give management fifty percent of the blame, pie, bro. I, 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 that's that's me, bro. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go gonna slightly higher percentage. percentage. I'm going sixty yeah, percent, and I'm gonna split the sixty percent, forty percent on Mills and twenty percent on Perry. Because I have a feeling that Steve Mills is more behind this. The man now, why why I say that is the man has just racked up what he's he's celebrating uh, the most undeserved longevity in 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 basketball history. Just brought up five hundred games. Um, yes, yes we know. He's a yes man. Yeah, we know he's a yes man. Um, he's been a part of this franchise in management, and whilst. We've been looked at as a joke since the start of the millennium. Uh, 15 losing seasons in the previous 18 and a 1-7 and seven start just to start this season. Um, oh which could 
be guaranteeing a 16th in 19 years of just misery. Um, oh now, uh, only reason I don't put a lot on Scott Perry is he hasn't been here that long. And I'm – so we don't know. I'm kind of interested in how much of a say he gets in the end of things or does he still have – does Steve Mills still have final say in a lot of stuff that he does? Because I'm not noticing the leeway that he was given – that Perry was given in, in – Sacramento to do what he did there. Um, I, I haven't been noticing that here. Um, so I'm kind of wondering if he's kind of blocked by somebody or, you know, yeah, it, it's just like he's not having, you know what I mean? He's not having that freedom to be able to make a change the way he would like to make a change. Um, so, yeah, I, I think something is going on in, ma- in the management, in the front office. I mean, none of us – we can all just guess at what's going on behind closed doors, but that's why I put more blame on Mills. I mean, he's been here the longest. He's been answering to Don the longest. Um, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, he might think that he knows better than Scott Perry, you know. But <laughs> So, um, yeah, look, real quick, bro um... – Steve Mills, responsible for Isaiah Thomas, leaves team as Donnie Walsh cleans up mess, returns after 54-win season, plans to build around K- KP, plans yeah. to attract superstars, plans to build off lottery after six straight losing seasons, soon seven. How many failed plans do this guy get? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like like you said, the only reason, obviously, that he's been kept around is, is him and Dolan are pretty tight, obviously, so... You know, um, but I mean, if I was an owner of an organization and he had the track record that he had, I wouldn't give a crap if it was my best friend. I'd say, look, it's, it's business. I have to, I have to get rid of you. I have to get someone in here who's more competent, who's going to turn this whole ship around. Like you, you can't just keep someone on because he tells you what he want, what you want to hear, you know? And, and that's what I like about Scott Perry because he will actually, if he's given the, uh, uh, if he's given the um, option to, he, he will speak up, but Again, I don't. I think he. I think he has it. I think he has full autonomy. I think he has full. I think. I. I think he has the leash. Uh, I don't. I don't think Steve Mills butts into. I think Scott Perry has an overall influence on the organization. I don't think. I think he's the man pulling the strings. Yeah. Um. Because Steve Mills hasn't done nothing dumb yet. No. No. Well, that's um, true. You know. So, yeah. I, when it. I mean, when it comes to the free agency, I mean, you know, they kind of had to spend X amount of money and, and they had to spend it on, you know, who was available, which is out of their control because they can't control who will sit down and talk to them and who won't. The only thing, as I got off Knicks Fan TV the other day, that has come out, obviously, of the front office is that they did try going for John Michael Green and he decided to accept less to stay with the Clippers, which I don't blame him with what, with getting Kawhi and Paul George there, I, I wouldn't want to leave there either. I suppose, but you know, we we don't know who else we missed out on. You know, we don't know if we we even had a chance at that Pat Beverly. We don't know if we had a chance at like a Danny Green. We we just don't know if it, you know, like people were bringing up um, Bogdanovich from the Pacers. I mean, we don't know if he was even interested in coming to New York. That that's the thing. So we we really don't know who we missed out on. We just know who we, we had to, or what we signed in the end, I suppose. And um, whilst initially um, 
you know, the excitement is there because Julius Randle had an outstanding season last year. We all know what Marcus Morris has been able to do it throughout his career. So everyone was getting a little bit excited, at least with those two signings. And I, I don't believe that either one of them yet has lived up to anything that they both said that they were going to try and do. Like Marcus wow. Morris... Marcus Morris turned around. He, he was the big vocal one saying, no one's coming into the garden and, and just going to run through it. I mean, what have you done to prove that, mate? You know, you've done nothing. <laughs> you haven't protected the garden. Like, well, why say something like that and then don't back it up? Like, you know, you've got to be able to back up your words if you're going to spruik it to the media. So, um, you know, they just haven't. The, the only one that I could probably say so far that we've signed that's that's done a half-decent job and and, and – Still pretty good for his age, his old Taj, man. But you, you can't expect yeah. that from the old war horse. Um, so I, I still think that's that's still one positive signing is, is Taj because he's there for the experience for the young guys. And, and he does actually pull his weight when he's when he's given the chance. He always has. But um, as for our two biggest signings, yeah, at the moment, that they're, they're both not looking good, are they? Oh, my God. They... Yo, they just been both I, I even went as far to say to one one person the other day, like, geez, you, you kind of sit back now and go, geez, I, I, I kind of wish they might have spent like a little bit of money and just brought Mello back. At least his shooting. Yeah. <laughs> At least his shooting yeah. would help. You know, <laughs> like, hell yeah. You know, it'd be safer from 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 you know the three point line than both both Randall and Morris at the moment. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bobby Portis, outside of the Chicago Revenge game, 6.9 points, 6.9 rebounds, 0.6 steals, 0.4 blocks in 23 minutes per night. On 36% shooting, 17% from three, and three made free throws. That is god-awful, man. That, yeah. That... yeah, exactly. It's, oh like he, it's like he left everything on the bloody court in that Chicago game and then is just sort of dropped back to being, you know, Typical Bobby Porter. So I was like, yeah, he did this when he was with the Bulls. He did this when he was with the Wizards. You'd get a good stretch of games from him, and then he, the, the talent would just drop off, and you'd be like, well, what the hell happened? Like, you know, um, defensively, we, we know what he's not been like defensively, so I didn't expect much in the defensive part. But, I mean, the bike, can he, the, he could at least show that he, he's trying on defense. Like, sometimes you just look at him, you're like, uh, like, what am I going to do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least show that you're trying. Like, Christ. Oh, man. You know, he's just been god-awful. So, I don't, I, don't, I don't really have nothing to say about Scott Perry. He, he's in the good zone with me. Yeah. Um, David Fisdale, he's kind of in the good zone with me. But um, David Fisdale, I just gave – Management fifty percent of the blame pie. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give David Fisdale twenty percent. Oh, and cool. That was gonna be. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give him twenty percent is because you got a roster, and us as fans are watching the same games you are. Mm. We have watched Wayne Ellington shoot brick after brick after brick after brick and not play his man, get caught off switches, get caught off mismatches, just playing like absolute garbage. We see Trey come in at the end of the games, 
He's only getting four minutes. It's kind of pissing me off. Dodson got to play. Yeah. Why is Bobby Portis on the court with Morris and Julius Randle? And you know this does not work. It's just terrible. It's terrible on defense. Yeah. And then you're trying to run a switch, a, a, a switching defense. Okay, I understand your defensive philosophy. I understand that you want to switch everything. But you can't switch everything if you got Portis, Morris, and Randall on the court together. Come on, piss down. That's the simple nonsense that people get mad with him about. And then another thing, it's like this. You know DSJ's been playing like garbage when you put him in for the preseason games. And you put him in opening night. On the garden floor, when you know it's you, uh, man. When you in that Madison Square Garden, and it's packed, and you have a near, damn near, near floor seat, and you can actually see the player, you can feel the intensity on the court. This kid wasn't right. So to so you to put him back out there repeatedly after seeing him get it shredded. It, it just hurts the kid's confidence. You cannot do stuff like that, Fizdale. This is this is the shit. Excuse my language, but this is the shit that people get pissed off with him about. It's like simple concepts, and you have Trent and Dotson on your bench just sitting there, and Iggy yeah. Brasdingas, my boy Iggy, he needs to play as well. You got him sitting there as well. That's pissing me off. Then. Besides Randall, Portis, and these guys and the way you're playing them and your, your, your god-awful shitty rotations, my guy, you have to install an offensive system. I'm sick of the dribble handoffs. It's only good with Taj Gibson because Taj Gibson is a veteran who not to set screens. Randall, Mitch, all those guys are terrible at setting screens. I'm tired of the dribble handoffs. These must stop. They're they're getting aggravating. I'm tired of Ellington coming off these screens and you think he's shooting everything. And oh my god, it's just so annoying. You have to address this offensive system. It's get it's 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 getting to a point where it's just getting hard to actually defend Fizda when it comes to certain things. Like he has to stop. He has to get that corrected. And the final thing is. Just overall situations in the game where you got to make adjustments. Like, your adjustments got to be better. He has been getting better from game to game. But you have to get better. You're 17 and damn near 68. Or, or I, I don't even know. I don't even know what the record is right now. 17 and 70. I don't know what it is. You have to start winning games. It Maybe to me, bro, I don't know. When you go, maybe you can answer this. Maybe it's because it would look like we're tanking if he start Kevin Knox, if he start Frank Nilakina, who should be starting, and it should be a fireable offense if DSJ or Payton comes back and he, yo, Mr. Mitchell, I'm telling you right now, if this man places DSJ or Alfred Payton in the starting lineup when those two guys come back and they know they're healthy. I'm telling you right now, that is a fireable offense. And he would piss a lot of fans off. Yeah. Keep that man on the court with RJ Barrett. Do not piss off, do not piss off people who's rooting for you. Because I'm one of those people. So I, I that's all I gotta say. That my 
yeah, Fisdale gets the 20% from me, brother. Yeah, well, I, I agree. I'll, I'll give him 20% myself because I gave management 60%. Um, you know, obviously, it's not on him who they get in free agency and stuff like that. Um, I mean, we... I mean, you know, they were discussing on the um, on the Knicks fan TV there. Shout out to CP, by the way. Um, that they kind of hide. Well, a lot of people kind of think he was hired because of his whole, uh, you know, being a player's coach, and that kind of didn't obviously or hasn't worked at the moment pertaining to meetings and that. But that's okay. That's okay. That that you win some, you lose some in that regard. Um, the thing that they brought up actually on Knicks Fan TV is at this point last year, we had a better record. And no one can understand yeah. considering when you look at the roster from last year on paper to the this year's roster on paper, we should have a better record. <laughs> so um, I think that could be a bit on on Fizz. Uh, I, I can't understand why there is no offes- offensive system. Uh, people have been discussing it still looks like last season where it's just all free-for-all, go out there and do your thing type thing. He's got... There's no, <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, there's just, there's just no system whatsoever. Um, I don't know if if he's even thought of one. I, I, I don't know what he... He might be trying to sort out his rotations first before he instills something... <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but, you know, he's got to do something because, you know, it, it, the further it gets in the season and then, you know, it, it, his job, it, it's, it's going to, his seat's going to get warmer and warmer and warmer and warmer. And, um, you know, I love Fizz as a person. I love him as a TV analyst. Um, I didn't think he was given a fair go at the Grizzlies and I know what he was doing as an assistant in the Miami Heat, right? So, I wanted him to have a fair go here, but, you know, it's just starting to look more and more and more like that he might only be, you know, good as an assistant, you know, and some people are. Some people think that they're good for a head coaching and and they go into it and they're just not. Um, You know, head coaching's for some and sometimes it's not. Um, But, I mean you've got to take a chance if, you, if the door opens to find out if you're going to be a good head coach. Now, at, at this rate at the moment, he's <laughs> he's really leaning towards, and, and I don't like it for him, but he is really leaning towards that he's not made for the for the position. I, I don't know if it's uh, the pressure getting to him just from being in the bright lights in New York. I don't know if it's because, oh, geez, this franchise has done nothing over the last decade, that pressure, pressure from the fans to get some results, quick wins quickly. Like, it, it really doesn't matter who takes it. The only person I could see taking on this job right now and not letting no pressure get to him is bloody Greg Popovich, man. Greg Popovich would come in here and just say <laughs> nothing to the reporters and go, piss off, let me do my thing, and I'll go get your five championships like I did with Spurs. Like, you know, Greg Popovich is the only man capable right now of, of handling this, like it wouldn't matter who you trusted in there, because as I said, just because of how bad we've been for the last yeah, decade, and can't. and then I agree. What I'm gonna quickly say is, yo, you cannot put a new head coach inside of this situation. This situation, nah. if they nah. was to fire Fizz though at the end of the season, which I don't believe they will, I'm not on the fire Fizzbell bandwagon. Um, it, it got to be a coach who's well-established, who's a no-nonsense, no-bullshit type of coach. 
Jeff Van yeah. is the only name that I can see, or or Kenny Smith, or Kenny Smith is the only name yeah. I see can, that can uh, possibly get the job. Honestly, because yeah, I, yeah, I'm I agree. I, I, I see what he's doing. that. Yeah. Or um, another option that has been discussed, and I heard this also on Nick's Fan TV. Did they bring Mike Miller up to maybe light a fire under Fisdale's ass and say, because if you ain't the man for the job, we've got the man for the job? Because he actually had an offensive system down when they won the title down with the um, Rochester Knicks. Um, I'm wondering if if they do get if, – if, say, at the end of the season, they've gone, look, nah, okay, we don't think Fizz is the right job, but man for the job, for the top job. They move him to assistant and promote Mike Miller. To be head coach. Mm. No, I'm, I heard that mention and I was kind of interested because of what he's done down in, in the G League. Um, you know, he actually had a system in place and it was a very good system. They did run a lot of pick and rolls and everything as well. Um, but yeah, that that's something that no one else has sort of thought about is if they wanted to make a change, they could make a change from within. They could even promote Caleb Canales. They could go with Keith Smart, like. I, I don't know, but he needs help. That that's all that's that's let's just put that out there. Fisdale needs help. He needs if he if he can't come up with an off- offensive system, he needs someone on his staff that can. That's gonna help him, you know. Because yeah, it's just it's just bad at the moment. Um, you know, I I'm sitting back and, you know, I kind of think of his time with the with the heat and I was like, Well what the hell has he learned? <laughs> what did he learn? Was just the fact that it was a good stretch at the time because he had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and LeBron James. And, you know that kind of would help anybody's situation, but like you've got to have learned something from Pat Riley. Like you know, um, Phil Jackson, Pat Riley being two of the greatest coaches in basketball, and I mean Pat Riley obviously. With, with um, being in management as well, um, he would have learned. He would, could have taken something away. Like, I mean, you still look at Spolstra, man. Like, <laughs> he's been there for years and years and years. And, you know, um, you know, yeah, he, he, I think he needs, I think he might need to sort of like talk to some people down there in Miami, like that he still talks to and get some ideas. It, it's only got to help. Like, get Pat Riley on the phone and say, look, what am I doing wrong, Pat? Tell me what I'm doing wrong or how to change it. Like, Pat will do it. He, and the thing is, is Pat Riley, like I mentioned before, the Knicks rang him before they hired David Fisdale, and he was given Fisdale's recommendations like no tomorrow. But we're not seeing anything of what even Pat Riley must have seen in Miami. I, I, like, I love Fisdale, and I'm seeing the things. It's just not consistent. It's game to game, like. You give me good rotations one game, and then the next game you give me shitty rotations. You give me good offense one game, and then the next game you give me some shitty offense. You got to – come on, man. Can you put – one good game put together? I feel like the Knicks like haven't won games back-to-back in like two years, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, like the, it's like the man's got a bit of memory loss in that regard. Like he doesn't remember. Oh, that was a good rotation. That was good rotations. Oh shit, man, I forgot. Now I'm doing shit rotations. You know, like, like, yeah. I mean, 
Oh, as I said, and I won't just put. I mean, you know, as I said, you got Canellas there, you got Keith Smart there too, you got Mike Miller. Um, you know, so surely someone out of there is gonna has got to step up and help them. And they just and they need to play better defense too. Like, yeah, that, but, that's another thing. But this was this is where it goes back into our final segment. So mm. the players, this goes right into the players. And we criticizing Fisdale, and the one thing I've been telling people in every group and all this stuff, Fisdale don't dribble basketball. So, for starters, it, 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 it's we bring up the defense. Bobby Porter's defense has been sh- god awful shit bad. Um, yeah, Julius Randle defense has been god awful. Just oh my Jesus, bleed my eyes are bleeding. I'll even say Marcus Morris isn't even playing up to the type of defense I've seen him play in Boston. And yo, that's it's it's crazy how that's the truth. And I give the players thirty percent. Um, I just blame they play an ISO ball. The offense is not beautiful. Maybe it's because we don't have a point guard to command the offense. I've and this, and I've seen Frankie. Shout out to Frank Nolakina. I've seen him direct the offense. I've seen him direct guys on the court. But I need a, I need a floor general. And this, this, this Julius Randle point forward thing is not working. He's averaging four plus turn. Yeah. Fisdale has to learn to put the ball in RJ and Frank Nolakina hands and let them just run pick and rolls. Um, yeah, Fisdale has to learn to start Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox has been such a bright spot for the season, and yeah, RJ Barry, that I'm extremely excited to when they start playing together. I'm extremely excited for when. I don't even think I want to make the playoffs no more. I I, I think I'm good with just winning. I think I'm good with winning between 20, 23 and 35 games and getting a top five pick because yeah. I, I think this team just needs one more lottery pick. I think we need another young guy to come in and establish himself as a steal of the draft. I think we definitely need another lottery pick. I don't think this team is a finished product. It kind of gave me shades of the young OKC um, when you got, you know, you got two young, you got a couple young guys, you know, like Jeff Green, Russell yeah. Westbrook, Kevin Durant, you know, you had your young guys. But remember when they was, they, they had the year when Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, they was three and 30. Yeah. And every next season they drafted James Harden. And they was in the playoffs that very next season. Yeah. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of I think this team is just not a finished product, man. I think we need another lottery pick, and I think that lottery pick has to be a guard. And I think yeah. it has to yeah. be somebody to be paired in the backcourt with R.J. Barrett. Now, preferably preferably me, I want Anthony Edwards all the way. I, yeah. I, I understand the LaMelo talk. I, I, I like LaMelo. But I think Cole Anthony and Anthony Edwards, one of the two, 
preferably for me, Anthony Edwards, because he's a stronger body. That's who I'm taking. But oh, yeah, that, that that's all I got, bro. Yeah, well, again, I'm I'm putting the last twenty percent on the on the players. Um, you know, I, I I agree. I think we do need that that extra lottery pick. Um, I've got you know, as far as I'm concerned, it, it has to be one of four. Like, it kind of doesn't bother me which one of four, but it either has to be Anthony Edwards, uh, Lamelo, or RJ Hampton. It has to. We have to get one of those four. Um, yeah. Three of them. Three of them, of course, are point guards. Obviously, Edwards is a shooting guard, but hey, he could. He could. You could easily develop him into a point guard. You can play um, point guard, man. He got the IQ for it. Yeah, yeah. So, one of those four. Um, they, as I said, they could all fit in the backcourt with, with RJ. Um, I'd probably have uh, Cole Anthony um, Edwards and probably RJ Hampton slightly above. Uh, Lamelo only because the other three are better on defense than L- than Lamelo, um, yeah. so so which which is also needed. Um, so yeah, um, the only other thing I'd be looking at now, um, obviously, I, I really don't know when it comes to trade deadline if any point guards are going to become available. But because we were already talking about drafting one next year, we'll stay away from that. There is one trade I'd like to see, and this is if this person becomes available. It's to fix the four. Man, I, I wouldn't even give a crap if I'd traded Julius straight for him, uh, even though I probably you probably wouldn't because Julius is on more money. But I want Jeremy Grant because that kid at 25, he, he's yeah. a gun both ways, and I, I think he would fit better with this team. I think... Yeah. Um, defensively, we'd, yeah, defensively, we'd be more stronger. Um, he, he's improved every single year he's, since he's been in the league. I, I've watched him from OKC uh, over to the Denver Nuggets now. Um, you know, he's only on the, on the one-year contract there, so but we, who knows what they'll end up doing. I know they've got a – I think they'll lose a couple of guys by the end of the season because uh, their owner wants them to get under the – salary cap or something like that I was reading. So he, he could be a possibility. If he becomes available, I, I'd if I was in the Knicks, I'd do anything to try and get him and then re-sign him. I'd like sign him up because that, that's someone I would have liked to seen get a Julius Randle type contract with us only because of his two-way ability. And his three-point shooting has been pretty pretty good for Denver as well when he's shooting out there. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just feel that he would be a better four than the fours that we've currently got. Yeah, I, li- I like Jeremy Grant. That's a great pickup, actually. I ain't even going to lie. Yeah. That's a great And like I, like I said to, um, to a few others, like he, he'd be a cheaper option than, say, if a Blake Griffin became available or a LaMarcus Aldridge became available. They're, they're going to be too pricey in that regard. Um, obviously, Blake has his injury issues, so you don't want that on the Knicks. You know, don't, we don't need that. We got rid of Chris Stapps because of that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, I'd I prefer Jeremy Grant, and he built well. He's tough as he's tough as nails. That kid, like um, when when I actually looked up his age, I couldn't believe he was still twenty five. I thought he was a little bit older than that, but no. So um, if he becomes available, I, I reckon we we go for it. And yeah, try and try and bring him into the fold because that'll just add to you know whatever pick we get next year along with RJ. That I think he, if we could get Jeremy Grant, he could be a part of this team for the future for sure. I'm I'm all in on the Brandon Ingram train. I'm all oh, in. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. I've been telling people I'm all in. Brandon Ingram could start as my point guard. I'm all in on that. The other thing I know no, we definitely need is we need another center because Mitch goes down and if he's out for any I mean we're we're stuffed right now if he if he's oh my out. Goodness. Oh. Um so you know, we, I don't know what centres will become available. Um, a, a cheap option that I've been thinking about could become available is a Rashawn Holmes. And I, I do like Rashawn. I love the energy he brings. Um, plays pretty good defence. He's been pretty good for the last, well, I'd say the last two seasons. His time with the Suns, now with the Kings. So, uh, yeah. I got I got a guy for you. And this is a Scott, this is a Scott Perry guy, too. Um at the center position, I would like for the Knicks to go get uh, Henry Giles. Yeah. Sacramento Kings. Um, the number one recruit from about three years ago, I believe. And yeah. I, I believe Scott Perry will definitely call the Sacramento Kings for a trade. Um, preferably, I hope, is Bobby Portis included in that damn trade. Um, yeah, I'm, I agree with Nick Fan TV, man. We don't need Bobby Portis. <laughs> we, no. I love the guy, but we don't. We don't need him. Like, I, I, I'd rather see Kev get those minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm invested. I'm heavily invested in Kevin Knox. I'd rather see him get those. Honestly, and, and I mean the other, the other thing, and I, I mean we both been saying it to each other. Fizz has got to stop having Randall and Morris, as far as I'm concerned, on the court at the same time. That's why I want him to take Morris out and put Knox at starting small four because the ball will move a lot better. You know, if 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 if, if Mook wants to do his ISO thing off the bench, that that's fine, but not not in the starting side when you know, especially early in the. I mean, Julius might be starting to get that get the handle of it now to pass the ball, but you can't have two guys that the ball just sticks to to their hands on the court at the same time. I just don't see the fit. Um, it's not working. Um, yeah, I I prefer Mook to go back to the bench and bring Knox on because I need that shooting, man. I need that shooting and that slashing, you know? Yeah, I agree, man. That's this... Oh, my goodness, I mean, I'm not that his confidence isn't already up, but he'll do his confidence even more to say, hey... You've been playing that well. You've earned the starting small forward position back. That that will just add confidence to that kid. You you don't want to, you know, while he's playing as well as he is, and just keep him there like that. That's not sort of letting him know, oh, you you're playing really good. Like keeping him on the bench. I, I think he's, I think he's earned that spot. You know, we we said at the start of the season too that we wanted him to. Earn, I think he's earned it. Um, even his defense has been a heck of a lot better than what it was last season. Like the kid, the kid needs to start. I think he's earned it, and, and it's time to start him. It's time to start Frank. Um, and like you said, uh, when DSJ and that and uh, Peyton return, he Fizz will just kill himself, man. If he if he puts them over Frank, yeah, because... put the gun to your head. Put the gun. Yeah. You might as well put yeah. the gun to your head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that'll that would be, I think, the nail in his coffin. Only because you know they everyone screamed for Frank, and he got put in the position where he had to go with Frank. And Frank's he's showing why that he needs to start, you know. And especially last game, like he actually got a few shots in. I was kind of happy for him. Yeah, he was playing well. Yeah, 
Yeah, he was definitely playing well. Um, obviously, I'd, I'd like to see his assist numbers get up there. Bar me, if he starts, maybe his assist numbers will start to start to you know creep up a bit. Um, but I'd start him like like you said. You don't. I know the last game they started him at shooting guard and they had RJ at point, but it's got to be the opposite way around. We 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 need RJ to start the shooting guard and Frank. Let him go. Let him build his confidence. As I said, like he got eleven points last time, but that's that's something for Frank. Frank probably was over the moon getting eleven points. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he's like oh, shit. Christmas man. <laughs> so yeah, I think he got fifteen points actually. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I was I was really happy for. I was like, yeah, this will shut every this will shut people up for a little bit. The man can get some point, you know. And that's all we were saying we wanted at it. We only wanted him to get 10 or so points, and he, he did that. So he keeps doing that, um, you know, just keep doing what he's doing, defending, getting that rock around, keep that ball movement. That's all we need from him, and and that's going to produce more wins. Um, you know, you, you were proven right on that. You said, hey, start Frank, we're going to win. They start Frank, we win. <laughs> so, you know, he's got... He, he's another one that, as far as I'm concerned, he's earned that starting point guard role. Like, he's he's earned it. It's his to lose now. Um, yeah, don't don't be denting his confidence and, and like, stuffing that up by saying, oh, well, DSJ's back, so you're, you're back to sitting on the bench, Frank, and DSJ's just going to be putting it like, nah. you gotta, you got to keep Frank in while he's playing that good. You know, you can't do that to a young guy's confidence. They're not doing anything wrong. Don't just leave it as it is. Don't mess with that, you know. So yeah, that that, that, don't, don't that, that. I, I don't know what he needs to do or what other rotations he needs to change. But I, I've said it the whole time, and th- this is obviously with Mitch being healthy and not having a concussion. But the starting five for me needs to be Frank, RJ, Knox at small forward, Julius at power forward, and Mitch at the five. That needs to be the starting five. It needs to be kept the starting five. Um, and then after that, yeah, he's just got to work out his rotations, you know, during the game with, with that. But, yeah, you can't keep starting Mook and Randall. Like, you just can't, man. It, it's just – it just kills us, um, you know. So, it's, it's bad, bad having both of them. That's why Knox has got to be instilled. And I think with Knox instilled, we'll, we'll see a little bit more sort of different offense and the ball movement will keep moving around, you know. So – uh, that was good, like, with, with our sort of wild when Frankie was sort of running the offense and, and he got Julius his shots, and that's how Julius has got it. He's not a point forward, but, you know, getting his shots, he, he's sweet in that regard, but he's not a point forward. He's not a – he can't be a LeBron, he can't be a Giannis, he can't be a Ben Simmons. He's he's not that type of guy. No, he's not at all. And even in his <laughs> – even in his good season last year, he, he was just playing the powerful. He wasn't a point for He was just playing powerful. That's all he was doing. And Drew Holiday got him, you know, when he was open, got it out to him. Boom, Julius got it. That, that's that's Julius's game. And Julius just got to stick to, to, to his game. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's, it's just fucking him up. It's probably, that's probably why he's been so bad. He's trying to do too much or too much has been put on him to do. And it's just like, well, that's just taken away from his game. He can't even concentrate on what he's good at because you want him to run the offense and do this and do that. Like, yeah, it, it, I think it's time to, for Fizz to cut that out and realize that Julius just isn't that guy. 
Yeah. Fizdale kill him. Oh my god, he's killing me with that point forward, Julius. Yeah. Julius Randle hasn't made a three since Lord nah. knows when. When the last time he made a three, bro? <laughs> Yo, the last time I seen him made a three, no, no joke. I think both it would be for both of us. Those videos he was posting before the season started. I mean, just in track. That's the, that's the last time I've seen him shoot threes, and that wasn't even in a game. <laughs> I don't. Hey, I don't, I don't even care about the off-season videos no more, bro. I don't give a damn, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. Ah, <sighs> well, we could get it. We, I guess that was all for the day. Well, for the night, actually, for me, it's probably for the evening for you. Um, my final words, and then I'm gonna let you go. And I guess we can get out of here. We play Dallas twice the next two weeks. I hope that the Knicks somehow win this game through the grace of God, win one of these games to turn around the season, to improve the morale of the team. I cannot wait until December 15th mm. until we can trade these free agents. I hope Fizdale gets it right soon. I hope he gets it in his mind that some of these lineups don't work. And yeah, I just hope we get a win, brother. Um, I I, I want to see us win, man. I'm tired of having to record, and we gotta just explain misery to everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything from you, bro. And then I guess we can get out. Yeah, well, yeah. Just just running off of what you just said. I mean, I think everybody. I don't think anybody out there can't say that they had a bit higher expectations. Um, I know I did. Um, and it's just not, you know, my expectations, they weren't too far-fetched when you went and really looked at uh, the start of the season and you looked at who we got. And as I said, uh, like Julius and and, um, and Bobby Paws, what they were doing at their respective teams last year, what Marcus Morris was doing at the Celtic, I kind of had really good hope. I thought, oh, here we go. We, we could push. We could possibly push for the for the, like a final spot in the playoff, even if we got knocked out first round. Well, I've thrown that that whole thing out the window, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, that's gone. That's gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was proven way wrong on, on that. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that, that's what happens sometimes, fans. Um, you know, you have these expectations and, and that, and um, it just doesn't pan out the way you're kind of hoping. As for the upcoming games, oh, I'm really not looking forward to the first Dallas game because I have this feeling that Chris Dapps is going to have a lot of shit talking afterwards after he wallops us. <laughs> um, I just have a feeling that they are going to wallop us the first game because we're not going to have Mitch, which is going to be bad. Like Chris Dapps is just going to have – I just have this feeling he's going to have a field day. But the second game, what if, what if we win? Oh, if we win, if we win without Mitchell, <laughs> it'll be a miracle. Like, but it, by God, like you said, <laughs> grace of God. If, if I mean, I don't know for, for for grace of God, I need God to put Mitchell Robinson's presence and 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 skill set into uh, into Bobby Portis just for one game, <laughs> just for one game. Defend your ass off. Stand in front of. Pick a fight with Chris Dapp's man. 
Like, do what you did to Nicola Miritic. Go punch the man in the face if you have to. <laughs> I don't care. Do something. Like, um, but, yeah, I mean, if not the first game against him, I, I have a feeling that the second game, if we have Mitch back, will give us a better opportunity of him. But we need to win one of those games. We can't have Dallas beat us twice because we all know what's going to be said then. I can just imagine it. Oh, let's... Go back to that trade. Isn't that looking great now? Um, so I don't want to hear that. That's why I kind of hope for a miracle that we can beat them. Um, yeah, we're, we're just going to have to we're going to have to fix up. If, if if I was for this for this first game, if I was if I was um, if I if I was Fizdale, I would not have Bobby Porter start at centre. I would start Taj Gibson. At least that might give us. So a bit of hope to start Taj at the centre because he will defend better than Bobby Porter's. Um, you know, I don't know if he can exactly stop Chris Dabbs, but he might be able to slow him down to a degree. Um, I think, you know what I think? I think I'll go a different route. I think Fisdale will go and start Julius at center, mm-hmm. start Morris at the four, for Morris... I think he's going to start Knox at the three. I think this is going to be the turn that Knox start, begins starting. Um, I think – Okay. I got a, I got a bold prediction. I think we're going to win this game. I think we're going to win this game because of Knox. Yeah. If Kevin Knox starts – The other reason – I think oh, I was just going to add too. Frank needs to start because Frank might be able to somewhat lock down Luca. Or, or slow Luke. Yeah. Oh, neutralize him. Neutralize him. I ain't worried. He's going to be on Nilakina Island. Yeah, I'm not worried about Luka Yeah, yeah exactly. It's Porzingis who I'm worried about. If they, if they could get underneath Porzingis, then I, I, that that could, you know, you know, neutralize him a little bit. Luca, I'm not worried about it. He's going to be on Nilakina Island all night long. And I'd also like to see <laughs> not one of Tria or Dot get minutes this, this game. Like, if, if he's not going to... Yeah. I mean, like it was mentioned on, on on a few of the shows we watch, you know, if he's if he's got a problem with with Tria, then start... Then then give the minutes to Dotson then. Like, it's, you know, you can't have him just sitting there. And, I mean... I won't. I won't even talk about my other poor guy on the bench that hasn't even seen the light of day. But I mean, at, at the moment, I kind of, I kind of don't want him in there, uh, Iggy, in there at the moment because you know it's it's sort of all over the shop, you know. So I prefer when we're on a bit of a better run to give him, you know, some sort of minutes, you know, to sort of help with his confidence and that. But Dotson and 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 Trier both should get beginning minutes. Um, I think everybody's asking the same question. What the hell has Alonzo Trier done or said that's made him fall back in the rotation so much? Like, yeah. No, I think it's just... I think... I think... uh, I think that would naturally have to happen in the locker room. Um, honestly, I think can't, he just can't just throw Trey before Ellington until yeah. Ellington see how bad he's playing, and then he can say, "Okay, I'm willing to," you know. 
Taj Gibson, on the other hand, knows his role. He's a professional, so I'm not really worried about Taj Gibson at all. Um, Bobby Portis is the guy. Oh, yeah. I know he's going to be traded. Uh, Morris, I don't know if Morris is going to be traded, but I know for a fact Bobby Portis is going to be traded because – I, I'd rather see I, I, to this point. I, I'd rather see Kenny Wooten or Ivan Rob get those minutes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna see my young guys play. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. One and seven. I want to see my young guys play. I'm. That's that's all I want, right? I don't I don't I don't. I'm tired of the vets tossing up bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. Like, um, and then Ivan Rab defensively is actually pretty good from from what I've um. From the little I've seen of him, um, he's actually not too bad defensively. Um, it's more his offense that's got to come come around to sort of meet his defense. Um, but I'd, I'd give him some minutes. Throw, throw him in there. I mean, it's not going to hurt. Uh, you know, say, same with Dot. I know that he, he's back now, so he, he should get some minutes. Um, yeah, they might as well because, you know, like as you said, some of these vets just aren't living up to – what they what what I guess management thought that they were going to bring. Um, so I mean, when it comes trade time, I wouldn't be surprised if both Ellington and and Porter are the first two out the door. Um, to be quite honest, uh, I, I agree. If you I don't know if I think they'll just keep Morris and he might just go off go off in free agency next year unless he wants to re-sign. Um, but I tell you what, after the game the other day, I was starting to contemplate: did we hire, Did we even sign the right Morris brother? Because Mark Heath, my God, Woo. he totally upstaged Marcus, man. <laughs> and <laughs> I was left wondering: did we did we sign the right one? Should we have gone with Mark Heath? Because I noticed with Mark Heath that one thing I noticed with him: he doesn't have the ball stick to his hands nowhere near as much as his brother. No. No, at all, at all. What's that too? Yeah, he, yeah. He, he but, oh well, we we've got Marcus, so you know that that that's the bricks. But um, you know, I, I, I'd like, as you yeah. said, December fifteenth yeah. comes around. I'll be I'm very intrigued. Um, I'd love I'd love to see a trade for for a Jeremy Grant. That that'd be lovely. Um, hopefully hopefully he might become available that that uh, as far as i'm concerned that'd be a definite upgrade over bloody bobby porters uh, so yeah um that's probably the only sort of area i was looking at trading wise is, is trying to get someone like him and as i said we we need uh, another center so that would be the other thing to keep an eye on and what sort of centers become available and and for what or what it's going to cost to get get one so yeah um I guess, guess to the rest, uh, Knicks fans out there, um, there's not much, much more to say. Like the the, se- the season's going to be one of those seasons again, unfortunately. And um, you know, we're all used to these these losses. We're all getting sick of the losses. We we know this. Um, but yeah, hope, hopefully things are soon. Um, and like like Slizzy said, uh, if we can get a win up here over Dallas, maybe that could be a starting point of, to turn this season around to a degree and maybe punch out 30 wins it'd be that that'd be a, a positive uh to take out of the season um yeah because if if we don't have as good as win total as we did last year then something something seriously is wrong um yeah 
Oh no, I'm not I'm thinking about that. I, I'm that. I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm thinking about that. Um, well, salute the Knicks Nation. You know, me and my guy, Mr. Mitchell, we got into a lot, and you know, um, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. We appreciate the support. Appreciate everything, man. We definitely going to bring another pod to y'all this weekend. So be on the lookout for that. It's your boy, Slizzy, episode 60, State of the New York Knicks podcast, with my guy, Mr. Mitchell. Peace.